0: gonna make a change for once in my life it's gonna feel real good gonna make a difference gonna make it right as i turn up the color on my face winter cold this way is blowing my mind disregard a broken bottle top and a one-man soul. They follow each other only when you know, cause they got nowhere to go. That's why I want you to know, I'm starting with the man in the And I'm asking him to change his And make a change. Na, 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 na. I've been a victim of a selfish kind of love. It's time that I realize that there are some with no home, With not a nickel alone. Could it be really me pretending that they're not alone? a willow deeply scarred somebody's broken heart and a washed out tree they follow the pattern of the wind you see cause they got no place to be that's why I'm starting with me I'm starting with the man in the mirror and I'm asking him to change his way When You close your heart, then you close your mind I'm starting with the man in the mirror I'm asking him to change his ways And no message could have been any clearer If you want to make the world a better place Take a look at yourself and make a change
1: up for them come on can we make it loud I so appreciate our worship team I'm constantly throwing hot mic hot mic you can mute the other vocalists I'm constantly throwing different things at them and um, as I was preparing for this message today I thought about the classic I'm I'm a product of the 80s come on 95 come on iconic uh michael jackson uh, uh greatest hits album man in the mirror and and i was thinking about this song and how really when's the last time we stopped to look at ourselves in the mirror thank you so much team i i, I got it from here y'all give it up for them one more time in fact can we give it up for all of our dream team 43 different people saying yes this morning to transforming a theater into a church come on it doesn't happen without our dream team one more time I know I've made you applause a lot, but I need our kids team to hear that I need our coffee team to hear that. Come on. I need our greeting team to hear. I need our prayer team to hear it I'm so grateful for so many people on our team. And um, I, I, I believe that church should be a place of transformation. And I transform the most when I'm having fun and when I'm learning and when I'm growing. And so that's our heart at Lift Church. That we would have an environment where you could grow. Where you could be uh, challenged. And so if you're new here, welcome home. If, if you're just checking things out. We say, hey, come stay and check it out a long time. Uh, we hope that you find at home in fact um let's do this would you all take out your phones right now and and help me out put it on selfie mode all right it, it, the familiar look get yourself in your own mirror right let's talk to the man in the mirror let's ask him to make a change uh, i um I thought about mirrors. It, it reminds me of what the New Testament says in the book of James. He, he said it's like a man who looks at his face in a mirror, and then abs- after observing himself, okay, all that's right, let's look. All right cool. Then after observing himself he goes away and he immediately forgets what he looks like. And I wondered what that meant when I read that scripture because many of us have not forgotten what we look like. We remember just how banging our hair looks today or how bad it looks today, right? Come on. We we typically remember things about ourselves in the mirror, but what that word says is that he immediately forgets or more importantly, he neglects what he sees in the mirror. And I think in 2022, one of the things that we need to do to get our life back is to look at ourselves in the mirror longer than just for superficial reasons. Longer than just go, hey, come on, you got it today. You're gonna bring it today. You're gonna get a promotion today. You're gonna love your wife well today. Come on, other than just psyching yourself up, stop long enough to look at your mirror and go, how are you really physically? How's your life going really mentally how are you how is my spirit really like take a look in the mirror long enough not to lie to yourself and move on but to have an evaluation and i think that's what we need to do because this world is so fast it's so hurried it's so frenzied and i think that hurry and frenzy lead to soul depravity because it's so easy to lie to ourselves or convince ourselves or hype ourselves up or psych ourselves up. And you can psych yourself up for a few days, but it's going to catch up with you unless you stop and have a heart to heart with the man in the mirror. Let's, let's. Get real with ourselves. Let's not just look and move on because we live in a world that keeps us so busy, so occupied. Come on, if it beeps, I check it. If it buzzes, I look. If it blinks, I pay attention. We can't even ha- watch football anymore with commercials the way it was because we like to watch it recorded so that we can fast forward that junk. And if you watch it live, they won't even go to a full commercial. They'll leave a picture picture in the top right corner of the screen because God forbid, forbid you get. distracted long enough that i just can't take this if it's a commercial i'll go to my phone or whatever and there's been a long time since many of us have stopped to evaluate how's my soul really doing how am i may have i been hijacked by my phone have i been hijacked by commercials have i been hijacked by things uh paul says I don't really understand myself. This is what Paul writes in, um, in, in, uh, in a place in the Bible. He says, I don't really understand myself. I wonder if Paul's looking at his own mirror going, Who are you? Have you ever had foul thoughts? just kind of ping in your brain. You're like, who are you? Come on, Uh, 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 um, improper judgments on someone else. Maybe a poor decision and you stop and you go, I don't even recognize you anymore. Who am I becoming? Where did that come from? Come on, words slipping from your mouth. Uh, You're about to cheat. You're about to steal and you have to stop and catch yourself going, I need to get my life back. It's been hijacked by something else. It's been hijacked by my attitude. It's been hijacked by others. I wrote this down. In a distracted, fast-paced world, our lives get sucked in with little attention to our souls. Come on, our anxieties are super high. We jump every buzz or beep. We bark every time things don't go our way. We're one mistake away from losing it. Come on, any driver could set us off at any moment. Any spouse is like, hey man, my husband. no, don't say that, come on. The cell phone you just can't seem to put down has your life. Your cell phone has your life. The TV shows you've been binging has your life come on just watch it again i know i should be hitting the back button but it says it'll start the next one in 10 seconds up here we go again come on the social media feed that i can't stop swiping has my life a high need family member has consumed my life maybe you need to be in a season of caring for a family member but for some that has hijacked their life or maybe you've just gotten a clingy person around you that has hijacked and consumed your life and it's time to To get your life back or maybe a sin a secret sin that you're having trouble confessing to anybody else and you're trying to keep it private and trying to keep it a secret has consumed your life it's time to take a look at the man in the mirror it's time to ask him to change his ways get that selfie mode out one more time and repeat after me I'm gonna make a change Once in my life oh, come on. It's going to feel real good It's going to make a difference I'm going to make it right This morning And for the next four weeks I want to preach a sermon series to you called Get Your Life Back. Now, I love, um, I don't believe that pastorally I can holistically um, pastor you with just 30-minute sermon once a week. And so here's a book that I recommend. I've recently read. I'm about three-quarters of the way through it. It's called Get Your Life Back by John Eldridge. It's a really different read for me. It, there, there's some really cool things in here, uh, like the one-minute pause of getting your life back and um, uh, simple, Unplugging, kindness towards ourselves, benevolent detachment. Sometimes I think we need to learn the art of detaching from so many things that try to attach to your life. Okay, and so I'm not necessarily preaching out of it, but I believe that the the message goes a lot further than four 30-minute messages. So um, this is a book we're putting in our resource center. You can get it for the same price. You can get it on Amazon because we want you to have convenience. We're not trying to nickel and dime anybody. We just want to resource Lift Church to, to, to get your life back. If you can't afford it, just tell the person at the resource center. PD said put it on me, okay? Just put it on me, and we'll take care of it because I want you more than anything to get your life back and it's been hijacked by so many different things and so i asked our dream team a question this past week if you would fill in the blank for me to this statement right here i know a friend who could really benefit from hearing how to get their blank back i know a friend who could really benefit from getting their blank back here's the myriad of responses i've heard Getting, I have a friend who could really benefit from hearing how to get their self-worth back, their confidence back, their happiness back, their joy back, their freedom back, their peace back, their family back, their drive back, their focus back, their body back, their self-control back, their trust back. I know a friend who could benefit from getting their faith back. Now, many of these things we'll, we'll, we'll try to tackle, but it might not be all in this series. In fact, I was excited about some of the series as we have planned based on these responses because next month, we'll talk a lot about getting our family and our marriage back. And um, later in May, we're going to talk about joy and happiness. Come on, I believe we need a dose of joy from God that's infusing our area. How many of y'all know joy is contagious? Come on, joy is infectious. I love joy, and I want to talk about that a little bit more. But in order to talk about getting all these other things back, I need to lay a foundation today that I believe all others are built upon, and that is getting your faith back We have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. You could go back three years ago and listen to I am 3 message that talks about that. But this is what I know, that we are called for our spirits to respond to God and our soul will follow suit. And so then our body will as well. We got to get our spirit back on track before we can get our soul on track or get our body back on track. Can I get an amen? Come on. Sometimes we do that so out of order. Come on, I am going to go to the gym and get this body in shape. And then I'm going to pick up my Bible. Listen, I actually believe that God and my focus on Him makes me better at trying to get my body back on track. Because if He is going to consume my body, if He's going to take possession, if my body is, a, uh, uh, is supposed to be a self-sacrifice, holy and pleasing to Him, then what am I giving Him to take over? I want to give Him my best. Not poor knees, where it's like, well, you can't do that one. <laughs> and not in this body. <laughs> come on, all right, come on. And there's some things we can't control, but there's some things we can. And, and, and then our soul, we, we, I, I believe in therapists. I think you should go. I, my wife and I go to counseling and stuff like that. I, I think all that matters. But I think soul care needs to come as we do spirit care first. It's time in this first message to get your spiritual life back. Turn with me to the book of Joshua chapter 4. I'm excited about the book of Joshua. I was reading it a few months ago, and something stood out to me that I have never seen before. I love the book of Joshua, so I've read it a number of times. How many of y'all have read something many times before in the Bible, but you never saw something like this before, and it just kind of stood out, right? I'm not the only one, right? I'm seeing, seeing a few hands. Okay, come on, read your Bible. Get your spiritual life back. Point number one, read your Bible. Okay, that's not even in my points. Anyway. And I was reading Joshua, and I earmarked this for this series. I'll probably use Joshua a lot in this series because there's something in here I thought we could focus on. Um, I'm going to read out of Joshua 4, but as we turn to the book of Joshua, what stood out to me is the turn of a new era. Forty years ago, God's people were enslaved in Egypt. They were in bondage. They didn't have free choice. They didn't have free will They were enslaved, and many of you might find yourself enslaved to something right now, enslaved to some sort of sin, and I believe that today could be your Passover moment, that that, um, they they were busted out by Moses, and Moses was a a, a picture of Jesus coming, delivering them from bondage, but for the next 40 years, they were in freedom, but yet they were wandering. They didn't really have a home. They were kind of lost, just kind of moseying around, and I think that many people might find yourself there. I've been busted out, I've been delivered, I've been been—I—I I, I got some freedom, I've given my life to the Lord, but I truly, I've been wandering spiritually. I'm, I'm connected sometimes, not connected. Going in the right direction, not going in the right direction, all over the place. And in the book of Joshua, it marks a new era. For Moses is dead, and now there's a new leader. And Joshua is told by God, it's time to take the promised land you were given. It's time to find your home. It's time to step into all that God has for you. It's time to stop being lost. It's time to stop wandering. It's time to have your place. And so, after forty years of wandering, J- Joshua prepares the priests and and the people, and he says, um, "To get ready, we're going to cross the Jordan River." And God does a miracle, and He splits the jordan river and for the second time god's people walk across a dry ground riverbed and after they get to the other side joshua tells some of the tribal leaders he says go get a a rock from the middle of that riverbed a rock they never could get without scuba diving gear which hasn't been invented yet get something that when we bring it on the land we're going to build a monument out of it and your kids are going how the heck did you get that rock out of that water but only god See, let me tell you, son, let me tell you, daughter, what God did when he split the seas for the second time, by the way, and we walked across, and this is evidence, the rock that we could have never carried out of this deep river is now been set up as a monument for God. And so this is where we're going to pick up this story that he, he says um, uh, in Joshua chapter four, as he Tells he's finishing the, the miracle. He's closing up shop in verse 18 and 19. And it says, and the priest came out of the river carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And no sooner had they set their feet on the dry ground than the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. In other words, the water has resumed and is returned. And so, here's what I never saw before. So, on the tenth day of the first month someone say the first month on the 10th day of the first month the people went up from the jordan camped at gilgal on the eastern border of jericho and if you've been in children's church or taught it before you know that same jericho is the jericho that the priests are going to walk around seven times and all the walls are going to come crumbling down god is about to give his people his promised land but what month does it go down in? Come on, what month? The first month. It happens on the 10th day of the first month. In other words, Joshua for 10 days is telling God's people, you better prepare yourself. Something big's about to go down because in this new year, on this new month, we are going to do a new thing. It's going to be different. We're going to get our lives back. We're done wandering around. We're done being uh, purposeless. God's got a plan. And so get yourself together. Get your life back. We're about to go. We're going to cross over. Tell somebody we're going to cross over. We're going to cross over in this first month. Now, what's interesting to me is if you do your research, which I I did, I don't expect you to do, the first month is actually March-April. What are they doing calling March-April the first month? Don't they have a Gregorian calendar? No, they decided to disregard the Gregorian calendar when? 40 years ago. When they were in bondage, enslaved in Egypt, Moses shows up and one night God says, put your houses in order, kill an innocent lamb, uh, smear the blood of the innocent lamb over your house. If I see innocent lamb blood over your house, the destroyer will not destroy your firstborn son. I will pass over your house and I'm about to deliver you today for you are going to go from bondage to freedom today. And it so was a paradigm change that the Jewish people said, or get January being the beginning of the year. I feel like a new person in March, April when Passover happened. And so the Jewish calendar calls March, April the first month. It's the beginning of the year. Fast forward 40 years. They're celebrating Passover and what God did. I believe some of y'all are coming out of bondage, but some of you are going to stop wandering because Joshua said this, get your house in order because we're about to cross over from wanderers To people of purpose and belonging. We're going to step into the promised land. And so after 40 years, they now cross over. So I wrote this down. They started by remembering a new day, and now they are crossing over to a new day. Come on, someone say the first month. I think when you step out of slavery and into new life, and when you step out of the wilderness and into life, that equals getting your life back, dog. I'm just saying. I'm not calling you a dog. That was just... That was just slang. I realized that didn't come out as I intended. I should do one of those. That's called getting your life back, beloved. Some of y'all like that, and some of y'all cringe. Come on, I've come on. cringed. But okay, all right. Anyway, here's three things we can do with this message, and one thing God can do. I can't even count with my fingers. Three things we can do with this message to get your spiritual life back, and one thing God can do today. Amen? If you're ready, say, let's go. All right, number one, look at Joshua chapter three. It sets it all up. Joshua chapter three, verse five. Here's Joshua's instructions at some point in this first 10 days. Joshua told the people, purify yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do great wonders among you. Number one, three things we could do to get our spiritual life back. Number one, purify yourselves. It's time to take a look at the man in the mirror, and get real with yourself on what doesn't belong in my spirit. what what words, what media, which people I'm following, uh, which news sources, which which things, are not doing any good for my spiritual life. Come on. When's the last time you evaluate your soul in the mirror to see all that's been attached to it? Now, I didn't just bring this shirt up here for a shameless plug that we got a new shirt, and it looks good, and it's at the Resource Center, too. I believe you should get it and, and rep your church and, and celebrate God. But I, I, I was concealing my prop for today. Good old lint roller, because I think our spirits and our souls can be a lot like a lint roller, Oh, you can make a change. You and You can get it all nice and clean. But as soon as you live a little bit and you start getting some of that junk that you collected on the world from you, come on, all of a sudden... There's some things sticking to it, it's not so clean anymore. In fact, when you start relating to other people, come here, my friend. I want to hang out with you a little bit. Let's just hang. Come on, brother. Can't keep it together. Come on, Emily. You too. I want to hang with you a little bit. When you start rubbing shoulders with other people, all of a sudden, some of their filth gets on you too. Y'all ain't filthy, but this is filthy. Okay. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is you get some stuff stuck to you. And if you don't take an evaluation, you stop every once in a while. And you go, why is this lint roller not getting this dog hair off of me? Come on. Some of you are like, I have been rolling till I have bruised my skin until you realize, oh, how did all this get on there? I thought this ran through the wash. I thought this was clean. I didn't have a clue this was that dirty. And I think that our spirits are a lot like that. That offense has somehow fastened itself to my spirit. And I'm carrying it around and it's not so pretty anymore. Come on, that sinful media is sticking to my soul somehow. I tried to erase those pictures I saw, but they still seem to be in there. Come on, I I tried to tell myself, this is okay to see, this is okay to watch, this is okay to hear, but when's the last time your soul and your spirit spoke up and said, if you want to get your spiritual life back, you got to turn off crap like this off the TV. Come on. When's the last time you said no to a certain movie? Because you knew some of that sinful was sticking to you maybe maybe you weren't doing it but you were consuming it it was sticking to me or those social feeds those comparisons seem to be clinging to me i thought i liked her new haircut but now i have to have a haircut and i i thought i liked their vacation now my vacation sucks and all these comparisons are starting to really rob me of life and and that old relationship well that junk didn't roll off like i thought it would i don't know what i was doing with that person but there's still some junk around from that relationship. And see, I think one of the best things, one of the best practices we could possibly can do to purify ourselves is fasting. Fasting is taking a break from the world so that we can take a look at the man in the mirror and get our life back. A reset, a coming back to ourselves and going, okay. Your spirit's been through a lot. You've had a death in the family, and your, your boss expected you back in three days. Did you have enough time for your spirit to heal? Let's take a look at our spirit and see if there's not a bunch of crap still stuck to. It's time to get my spiritual life in order to get it back on track. I think fasting is one of the ways I wrote it down. Fasting is separating ourselves See, I need to fast that crap. Come on. It's it's, it's separating ourselves from the things of the world to renew the spirit and to cleanse the soul. Uh, every year we start uh, uh, our calendar year, our Gregorian calendar year with a 21-day fast. And it starts today. And I want to encourage you. Would you do something you've never done before if you've never fasted before? Would you join us for 21 days? I'm asking you to go places you've never gone before because I think there are depths that you can go. And, and maybe you've done it before. And the, the very word fasting made people go, oh. that's your soul going. I kind of like the crap clung to it. I kind of like not slowing down to evaluate myself. I like just moving on. I like ignoring it. I I like acting like it's all good inside, but I know it's not all good inside. For 21 days, can we disconnect from what the world tells us we have to have so that we can connect with the one who gave us life? Can you join us? And if you're like, Pastor Drew, i am just found out today and I am slow to change. That's cool. Start tomorrow. I'm just saying, would you take some time to, to separate from some things In fact, we got these books that we give every year This has ways to pray Come on, I remember thinking, I don't even know how to pray This is a whole booklet that you can just get out And pray along with it, maybe add a few Of your words, it's got models of prayer It's really good stuff, it's right outside Or you can go on our website liftsby.com fast And you'll find a, a PDF version Of this, as well as some Types of fasts that you can do So get one of these and join us and For the next 21 days, Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 a.m. We're going to have prayer at our annex available every single Monday through Friday. On Mondays, we're going to have a live band, live worship team, and I'll be leading prayer. And on Tuesdays through Friday, we'll be joining Church of the Highlands um, uh, recorded feed. So I'm going to encourage you. Listen, you're like, 6 to 7 a.m., bro, that's really early. But you know what? You'll wake up that early to work out your body, and you'll wake up that early to work out your paycheck so that your job is intact but will you for 21 days wake up early enough to work out your spirit come on we spend so much time working on the body and so much time working on the soul will you spend time getting your spirit back i believe me i i believe that if you seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness all these other things have a way of working their way out and so here's some types of fast. if you're like, I don't really know how to fast. Number one, you could do a food fast. They're going to put it up on the screen. So for some, it's like an all-liquid fast. And so for 21 days, you could do all liquids. If you do that, I'm just telling you, this brother likes to sneak a smoothie in there. A little thicker liquid ain't hurting nobody. Tropical smoothie for the win. Right now, I'm praying an entrepreneurial spirit over somebody in this room to bring a Smoothie King franchise to Salisbury for the love of God. If it doesn't work, it's on God, not me, but I just love me a smoothie king, and so do some of our staff, and we go every time we're out of town. Come on. What I'm saying is you could do an all-liquids fast. You could do a Daniel fast, which is like giving up meats and sweets and sticking to fruits and vegetables for 21 days. You could do a Jewish fast, which has worked well for me. There are people in my family who can't do food fast. Maybe you have trouble with that. Your doctor won't allow that. Or, or, or you have kids in the house. The Jewish fast works well for me. It's from sunrise to sunset. There's no food. Just all liquids. And so for me, that works well because I'll fast all day long. And then for dinner, I'll enjoy a meal with the rest of my family and it doesn't break the pattern for my family too much. That works for me. Or you can just fast one specific food i've heard people say i'm giving up sodas i'm giving up candy i'm giving up whatever and or or you could do a soul fast i encourage you to do it alongside of it a soul fast is uh giving up social media do you know over and over again there are more and more articles written by people who are leaders of social media showing that social media is killing our souls It's rising anxiety, it's rising depression, it's rising comparisons, it's rising all kinds of things, and it's leading not to the benefit of people's lives, but it's leading to isolation. I promise you in 21 days, social media will still be there, so why don't you just tell social media, holler at your boy, I'm gone for 21 days. I may not be back. I'm still alive. I'm just not trying to be omnipresent anymore. God's omnipresent. I'm not. So this brother lives in Salisbury, Maryland. I'm going to focus on just being where I am. I'm going to focus on the people in this room instead of people who are not in this room. So at social gatherers, I'm going to fast all the others and just be where I am because I'm not omnipresent. And neither are you. I think we need sometimes these fasts, Or maybe harmful media, you realize, I don't need a Netflix that anymore. I don't need to watch this series anymore. Or maybe anything that's clinging to your soul, you could fast. So I'm running out of time, but I I told you there's three things we could do to get your spiritual life back, and that's the one I wanted to spend the most amount of time with. Here's two more that I'll give you rather quickly. Um, Look in Joshua chapters 3 and 4. The instructions to the people says this, Joshua Gave orders to the people when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the little bit Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move from your positions. You are to follow it. Don't stand still, don't stay where you're at. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. Number two is you got to follow God. It has become culturally relevant to follow cultural trends more than we follow biblical tr- accuracy. Come on, you've got to ask yourself, are you being more politically correct or biblically accurate? Are you more PC than you are JC? Because JC wasn't always PC. Jesus Christ walked up to certain people and said, you are brought of vipers. <laughs> I'm sure his... Diplomatic people were back there going, Jesus, we don't use that term, broad of vipers, anymore. It's a little harsh. People get offended. And so we're going to start using you, you unkind people, instead. I've talked to Christians before who have been more swayed by the waves of the world than by the pages of their Bible. Who are you going to follow? Are you going to follow trends which come and go? Or are you going to follow God, which has stood the test of time? This word has stood the test of time. We've got to decide to follow God. Have you ever been sitting by one of your kids before and they're watching like YouTube or they're watching something on TV and they're just like so zoned in, they're kind of in zombie mode. And then you like go to get a cup of water and you sit somewhere else just to see if they notice. And about 15 minutes later, they look up and they go, when did you move over there? I Wonder if God moved how long it would take you to notice it. Oh God you're over there because I've been locked in over here I've been doing this and I've been all about this when in the world did you get over there? I I have I have missed it. It's time to get my spiritual life back I was following what everybody else told me to follow instead of following God Joshua said, when the ark moves, the ark was where, where the presence of God was. In other words, when the ark moves, you move. Not when the cultural trends move, you move. Not, not when um, um, a cultural uh, differences happen, you move. No, 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 you don't move for that. You move when I say move. You move with me. This is how you walk in a move. Is it time to take a step back towards his presence again. Number one, purify yourself. Number two, follow God. Number three, follow spiritual leaders. It says that when the ark and the Levitical priests go out there, follow them. You've not been this way before, so let me help you follow someone who has. That's what our word says. In other words, he's restoring spiritual leadership. Now, I know we like to go at it alone. In America. We like to pioneer our own path. We like to we, we like to keep it to ourselves. We like to hide our junk and try to look like the man, but it's time to look at the man in the mirror and restore spiritual accountability. Learn from some mentors and leaders who have gone before you. How'd you deal with that knucklehead at work? How did you go through a death in the family so close and not lose your faith? How did you have kids and not lose your mind? Come on. How did you get through marriage? and keep it so rich hot and in love come on we've got to not try to go at it alone but start looking around at some spiritual leaders and mentors who are in our church and go i like what i've seen you do you've gone ahead of us could you teach me could you lead me can i be in your small group can i learn from you i'm gonna come and i'm gonna learn i'm gonna be in environments where i'm learning where i'm submitted i think so many times we like to be christians who aren't very submitted Here's three questions to ask yourself if you're still spiritually accountable. Number one, these might hurt a little bit. Do you have anyone in your life that can challenge you and you don't cancel them? Now I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. That ain't true. Do you say that ain't true or I don't like that to everybody or do you have people in your life who can challenge you and you'll listen? Number two, how close are you to offense? What scripture do I have to read before you're offended? What statement comes out of my mouth, maybe even by accident, before you're offended? Sometimes it stinks to preach in this day and age. Why? Because so many people are just one statement away from offense. Can we be accountable enough that if I do offend, could you have a conversation instead of cancel and just say, hey, what did you mean by that? Maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I don't have some information. I'm not just gonna roll. I'm not just, I'm gonna take my tithe elsewhere gonna take i'm gonna take my talents to south beach listen come on how close are you to offense number three how many offenses are you from walking away from the truth thomas jefferson once cut out scriptures in his bible that he didn't want to declare truth it's called the jefferson bible and i wonder if we haven't done that as well well i don't like that i'm not going to submit to that i ain't going to do that and so i'm just going to do what i want to do come on You're no longer spiritually accountable. You're just making up your own version of God. Let's be followers. We we purify ourselves. We follow God and we follow spiritual leaders. And I finish with this. I told you three things we could do, one thing God can do. The Bible says that when they stepped into the waters, when they obeyed those three things, the Bible says that the waters that should not have been passable became passable if i were joshua i would have gone there's a stinking deep river unless you're going to send some caulk so that we can oregon trail this oregon trail this crap where we caulk the wagon and float it come on any of y'all did that before i caulked the wagon and floated it every single time i killed a lot of my family members digitally Because I caulk that junk every time. I don't care. Caulk it and float it. Hey, come on. Joshua is going, there's a river there. I could tell them to purify, I could tell them to follow us, but unless you do something that only you could do. And I'm here to tell you God can move every opposition. Come on, write this down. No opposition can hinder your crossover. Come on, if God is for you, who or what can be against you? Come on, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these other things shall pass. Part. It's the second time God showed off that if you'll just trust me, if you'll just do it my way, If you'll just be obedient, I have seen God break through financial crossovers. I have seen God break through relational impasses and they crossed over. I have seen people have emotional blockades passed and a crossover into newness of life. Come on, will you believe today that I'm going to do my part, but I am going to trust that there is no obstacle that can hinder our God. Amen. Come on, if you believe that, open up your hands and receive this as I pray over you. Father, I bless your people. Father, I pray over them first, a purification. Holy Spirit, go to and throw throughout this room. Search our hearts, and if there's anything unpleasing to you, speak it right now. He's speaking individually right now. That wasn't for your neighbor. You didn't eavesdrop on that. That was for you. Help us purify ourselves. And we know that if we do, God, you're going to show up and there's going to be life. Life abundantly. Father, I pray for proximity, God, that we would follow you so closely, that we would know when you move, God. I pray that you would establish spiritual accountability in our lives, that we have mentors and people that we're accountable to, so that we live the right life. In Jesus' name, I'm praying, God, I'm praying, God, for purity, proximity, and accountability in all of your people in Jesus name before you lift up your head I want to ask two questions the first one is for people who have already come out of bondage you've already given your life to the Lord but you say today that, come on, today you need to get your spiritual life back on track. And something I said today, maybe it was one of the three points, or something I said today really spurned you. And you say, Pastor Drew, I just got to tell you, I, I, I'm getting my spiritual life back today. Come on. Uh, something has moved me today. If you're in this place, just real quickly, just raise your hand and say, that's me. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a change in some area. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands all over the place. If you're, you too. Come on. Turn off that other microphone. It won't work. We're colliding here. Come on, here we go. I'm good. We're here. No impasse is too much for God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, for those who raised their hand, Father, I pray that you would give them the boldness to carry out their plan. That, Father, that you would help them conquer any enemy that tries to come against them, to come against their breakthrough, who tries to tell them to settle on the wrong side of the river. Father, we're going across, and I pray that you open ways where there are no ways. God, you're going to do it. We believe it and trust it. We're going to do our part, purifying ourselves, following you, following spiritual accountability in Jesus' name. And before you raise your heads, one last question. As you search your spiritual man in the mirror, are you right with god if you're in this place and you're like i'm still wandering man i need a breakthrough there's certain things that have me in bondage i know i'm not living the life god called me to and today the beginning of 2022 i want to give my life to him it might be the first time it might be the 40th time but no one looking around guys just analyzing yourself I won't call you forward I won't embarrass you but I am going to ask you to admit to heaven that God I am going to give you my life this y- today the best New Year's resolution I can make is a new life resolution that I'm going to make Jesus the Lord of my life if that's you come on high up in the sky would you raise your hand and say include me in that prayer I'm making that decision in 2022 yes 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 hands all over the place if you're online get out your keyboard and write in the chat include me in that prayer Cache is going to connect with you we want to connect with you don't do this alone I'm so proud of the courage today you can put your hands down church there were a lot of hands look at me if you raised your hand Bible says you got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord I'm gonna ask you to repeat a prayer after me where I'm gonna help you confess Jesus is Lord but I can't make you believe it in your heart you have to do that So church is going to join us. We're all going to pray this out loud. But for those making that decision, I need you to believe every word you're saying. Come on, open your mouths and pray. Jesus, I give you my life. I am a sinner. I have made mistakes. I've done dumb things. I have gotten off track. I have hurt you. I've hurt others. I've hurt myself. I know this isn't who you made me to be. But I thank you for your son Jesus Christ who became a baby among us He was innocent and he died in my place on the cross So that I could be free I can't believe my debt is paid Because of what Jesus did I honor you Jesus I love you Jesus I exalt you Jesus I make you my Lord and my Savior Help me to live for you all of my days in Jesus name and the church said amen